going on everybody this is this is relaxation here back again with another episode of the relaxing thoughts podcast and i am joined today with a guest yo what's going on jake i've uh i've known what do i call you on here <laughs> I, do. Uh, I mean you can call me whatever you want uh, i've known bro for what about yeah. two years now yeah been yeah been here two years one quick been yeah they've been <laughs> probably one of the quickest like in terms of like knowing you guys like time definitely has went by fast definitely definitely but since but yeah so uh like to start off by like knowing about you i mean what have you been into lately like what's been going on in your life as of late what you've been doing same old I'd say gaming wise lately I've gotten back into uh, the old RPGs I've been playing um, do you know you know Bioware they're old games for the old Star Wars games Knights of the Old Republic they released the second one on mobile at last I've been running through that at the minute uh-huh. pretty good good, good nostalgia trip on that I see I heard I'm not sure I don't really try to keep up with a lot of things but I think you guys are still dealing with like another lockdown or something like that um, yeah, we've, uh, we've been put into, like, we're calling it Tier 4. It's essentially a lockdown without calling it a lockdown. Wow. Not allowed to really leave. You can go out, but um, it has to be, like, essential. And uh, a lot of shops and stuff are closed down and whatnot. Yeah, that's basically, yeah, basically sound like how it was for us when it first started. Like, we used yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were still being confused on what to do at first. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, no, I don't think any of us could have predicted this. Nah. So, <laughs> big change of lifestyle for everyone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely wild. Um, uh, so, it's just been the mobile game you've been playing? Yeah, um... You don't really console game much, so oh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, you, you prefer mobile gaming to console gaming? Like, it's interesting because I don't think I yeah. really know people who like specifically favor mobile gaming, I guess, like that. I, I have to say, now I would prefer it. I guess over the years, I've, I've, I've had less and less time to pump into the game, so I've had a more and more casual mindset going forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I find I, I find I just have a lot of problems with like consoles, modern consoles. It's like the traditional single player games are gone, and that's what I used to really enjoy. Yeah. So like getting the console is quite redundant to a lot of degrees. I, I I don't usually go into it for the multiplayer. Yeah, that's um. I, we talked about this. Uh, me and Nick talked about this on the podcast about uh how just like the next gen console is not really like it's not motivating you enough to like want to get it because it just don't it's just too much that's going on like with the way games are being made and the focus of the games when these consoles come out it's like it just don't feel like getting the ps2 and the xbox again buy your console then you spend what it's at least $60 I'm guessing your currency to get the game yeah and then a couple of months later they'll bring an expansion that's another $20 yeah 
paying into a game you already pay full price for. That's exactly what we were saying because it was like, <laughs> like usually those like expansion passes or DLCs were used to be turned into sequels. Not like now they're trying to like milk this one game. And it's like I guess yeah, I mean yeah. that's only good for I guess multiplayer games. Like I like because there was a point when like when I first first started going on Xbox Live and I had games that like. I always wanted to try them online, but I never had it online. So by the time I got to try it, the games is like old and like the servers are dead. Nobody ain't playing them. So it's like, it's nice when they could keep the game alive. Yeah. But like when you do it for single player games, it's like, like, why am I paying for stuff that kind of should already be on the game? If you already like advertising that it exists, <laughs> like I feel like it should already be there. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I know one big problem. Um, I don't know if it's still prevalent, but I know back in the 360, uh, the one game I can give you on this is um, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Yeah. Where they release the game, and they have DLC already on the disc. Yeah. So it's complete content that you're that's already on the disc you've bought that you have to go through a paywall to receive. Yeah, and I, I think that if it's already on the disc, you shouldn't have to pay for that. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's just wild. Um, one the the recent that happened for me that bothered me, uh, the new Wildstars game that came out. Uh, before it even came out, they was advertising if you buy the season pass or whatever, you were gonna get the expansion story, and I'm like, so it exists, but you're making me pay extra for it. <laughs> Like, okay. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like why not just make a whole other Watch Dogs three or Watch Dogs four with that character and that story and expand it? Why are you? I understand more if, if the game's been alive for a year yeah. or so and it's still popular. They want to make an expansion. You know, they got to pay for that manpower. So I, I I understand that to a degree, but when it's on locked behind on the disc no, I, I don't i don't believe yeah that at all. like <laughs> if it's a constant like a working progress like uh rainbow six Siege, right it's been like right now is on this fifth year which is, sounds crazy wow. but like i can you know defend that because that last five years i don't yeah. constantly doing something to this game instead of just like yeah it's not like it, it all been there and they just slowly releasing it for the over for the past five years that'd be terrible <laughs> but yeah but yeah that's been my issue too recently with like gaming because i feel like i started i'm starting to lose like my drive for playing multiplayer games so i'm starting to like go back into playing solo games which i recently actually uh beat cyberpunk um oh nice yeah, yeah. About that. Is it any good? <laughs> it's <laughs> i wanted to do a small review on it on probably another probably but i, I could do one now uh, i mean i would give it in terms of score, I would give it like a six out of ten. But that's that's only two reasons, though. Uh, I'll probably boost it up a little higher if it wasn't for all the bugs and glitches that was in that game. Like it was bad. Like, like I know, like I never really had to deal with having to like restart a game just so I could progress. Like. That probably one of the first times I've had to do that. <laughs> like, it's just weird. It's like how far we come into like technology and like games that came before. Uh, I would give Sonic 06 as the example, even though I can defend that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, that was like that was like the you know 
the end or be all of bad releases and then this game comes out two generations later and it's just in my opinion just as terrible and it's like yeah uh the game is weird when you start it because i don't know it just feels different like i had no expectations for it but i say the journey is fun like playing the game just doing the missions and exploring the people in the world even though it's not much to do it's just if you just keep doing the missions it's just enjoyable but then once you're done it's like yeah that's it <laughs> oh yeah but yeah there was, a, there was a lot happening in that game a lot of advertisements and a lot of freaky yeah and all of it, so I, I was expecting a lot more from them yeah that they it was it was a bad like for the consoles it's terrible I got it on PC but even that still it's not safe but I heard it's like <laughs> basically unplayable on certain consoles yeah. I, I, I believe I saw. I think Sony pulled it from the PlayStation Store as well because of the. Yeah. That's crazy. That's the last time a game got removed was PT, and that was for serious reasons. But that's because the game is yeah. terrible. Like, damn. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the reasons why, like, Sonic 06 has not been ported over. Like, you can't buy it anywhere unless you have the physical version. Which sucks because I want it. Well, I want that, and mostly I want Sonic Heroes because you know that's the best Sonic game ever. <laughs> I mean, I think the original's best, but Sonic <laughs> Heroes for the three year I thought Sonic Heroes would take better. Yeah, bro. But you're not beating the two D ones, bro. Do we have nah? Because this is, I don't know. Like, I can't. I could never get into it. Like, it's not even that. Uh, it's funny because I don't know how to explain it. I think I played 2D and 3D at the same time, is which is weird because what? I played like the Genesis ones, and then I also played Sonic Adventure when it just came out. At that time period, I had like yeah. both consoles, so like I was able to like you know swap back and forth to see which one worked, and I don't. I can't. I personally don't see how Sonic survived as long as it did being in the 2D era, personally, because it just don't work for me. It makes no sense to go that fast I mean, on a side scroller. The transition to 3D, I feel, was, was catastrophic, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I felt the, the 2D was, was, it just flowed right. I felt the music was on point. I just felt that everything worked with the, two, uh, the 2D original Sonic, and then transition into 3d it was just glitches so many of them i, 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 I believe all of them pretty much have got quite most of the glitches in them yeah that, there's always something wrong with the 3d but i mean that's that's the charm man <laughs> uh i mean yeah that's the flaws but other than that like i don't know i just can't get into running fast and not knowing what's about to hit me and then constantly hitting something and losing all my rings like that's a terrible feeling <laughs> like at least with the 3D you could get your rings back when it before it disappears or whatever yeah it's true <laughs> but I, I, I do feel like the 3D had so much potential but uh, I mean the stories were crazy that the the glitches were ridiculous I did enjoy Heroes I did enjoy Sonic Adventure but I think past that I just couldn't get into it I think the, the most modern Sonic I enjoyed was Generations Generations was uh, cool 
Yeah, I dread generations. But I like the two D. The funny thing, yeah, but yeah, but I was even that. But even with, when I was playing that, I was like finding myself not enjoying the two Ds part, even though it was like made three D ish. I was like, every time I go yeah. to side scroll, I was like, eh, why? <laughs> but oh yeah, I suppose like that, that's your preference. I suppose, and if, if you're not enjoying the two D, yeah, even on the more modern games, I, I guess you're just used to and you enjoy the mechanics of three D Sonic more. Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's hard, I don't know, it's hard to explain, I mean, maybe it's not hard to explain why, but it's just, because I give it, like, I, I actually enjoy, uh, even though it's funny, but I enjoyed the advanced mm. games, but even that game was, like, tricky, like, to maneuver, yeah. but I think that was probably the only Sonic 2D, well, aside from, uh, I got, what you call it, Mania. Mania and Advanced 2 wow. are the only like side scrolling Sonic games I've ever beaten. I could like okay. So I could I couldn't do like the original ones, but mm. the other the 3Ds like countless times I've been in those games and then I can just keep doing it again and it's I feel it's enjoyable. Like I feel like it'll be a hassle for me to go back. Like Mania was really frustrating me and i do want to go back to beat it because you could beat it with like knuckles and all that but i was just thinking like yeah. i don't want to go back and do all that again <laughs> i just left it alone i mean considering how many times you've gone through the more modern sonics have you ever because i know you're you're really nailed to rock have you ever thought about going and trying to speed run any of these sonic games um Nah, I don't think I can. Nah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. So I don't think I can do it with Sonic. Not mainly because I mm. guess of how the game works. It's just how I appreciate the game. Like I enjoy right. just yeah. watching everything and then going for the ride. I don't think I can just run around and freaking speed run through it. Like maybe if I was oh, good yeah, at the two yeah, D games, definitely. But I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you say that, I mean, I remember Turok being one of the hardest games I've Bro. ever played, especially as a child. I could not get past the first few levels. Yeah. And to see the way you speedrun them through it like it's nothing. I Bro, mean, that amazes me because like, I was in the same boat. <laughs> I never, like, I got, I had that game, I don't even know, probably since late 90s. And i never be in the first level without like even having like the cheese activated i just never be in the first level yeah. it wasn't until like the youtube ever got popular when i actually like sat there and like watched the walkthrough and followed with them and i was like oh so that's how you beat this level <laughs> then yeah. then i'm that's sitting there like now nah, i gotta do this with all these levels and like yeah so I never knew how to beat that game so it wasn't the funny thing is that it wasn't until like i learned how to beat the game and then that's when yeah. I learned how to do speedrunning all at the same time. So I basically just learned the whole game in one shot. <laughs> and it just transitioned naturally into yeah. going as fast as you can each level and trying to beat the, 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 the laps and whatnot. I felt like the only reason why I did that, because I got in uh, the Tarot 2 remaster. I got it first on the Switch. And oh, I, nice, yeah. yeah, but I didn't think to speed run it then because, like, I don't know, just playing playing with the controller, I guess, it just feels weird. It's yeah. just so it just felt like a normal game to me. So it wasn't until I like, got it on PC, and then it's like I tried mouse and keyboard, and I'm like, this game just feels like it was meant to be speed run like this, and I was like, I oh, should yeah. just do it. <laughs> 
and then I I did it the first time. Uh, I did a, like my walkthrough videos of me doing yeah. a little quote unquote speed run, which is basically just me trying to beat the game as fast as I can. But then I learned like the speed running tricks and like how you really legitly speed run it according to the speed runners. Mm. This is a, like oh, okay, what I was doing was wrong. Crazy to see. It really is, especially knowing that you, you felt the same way about the game. And yeah, it's crazy to know how how quickly you can go through it. Yeah like literally as quick as it takes you to beat the entire game doing the speed running is how long it takes me like to beat the first level or the first two levels like oh, legitly exactly. yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah, I was literally like I, I remember I was beating the second level for the first time and like the sun was up and everything and I finally like yeah. got closer to the end I'm like yo where the sun go <laughs> like I really <laughs> still I could not beat this level like that fast like i was just running around lost and confused and that map is like the yeah. worst thing ever <laughs> like don't tell you nothing so it was just weird to like go from that to now i can just beat the whole game like within an hour if i wanted to yeah <laughs> but yeah. I don't think it take you to nail it. I know it's pretty. To me, it's pretty fast. I, I, I believe. I remember you saying about a month to you, for you to nail most of the levels. Yeah, like I literally learned it all in like one shot. But I mean, to, I, I know like all the tricks, but it's just now to do it like yeah. fluid and effortless is just the issue. Like I be making too many mistakes. Yeah, whenever, it's got to just be get running. the muscle memory state. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what about you? Would you have a speedrunner game, and what game would you speedrun? Um, I, I can do one speedrun, not very well, but I can do it on um, Final Fantasy IV. It, it's it's a, it's a lot of text, it's a lot of long battles, yeah, it's a very like... long game. Even like, uh, <laughs> when you play through it on a speedrun, it's ridiculous. Yeah, long. but I can do it. I, I can do a speedrun of that. That's, That's interesting. About all I can do, I'm afraid. That's interesting. I wanted like. I'm pretty sure people do speedrun those games, but like mm. that's interesting to pick a game like those that like require you to sit still and do something, and like yeah. how can you do this quickly? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I find personally speedruns of really long games, especially Final Fantasy, it's more like a speedrun of patience. Yeah. Um, compared to Turok, it's it's a, it's a speedrun of like active skill, so I kind of picked the lazy way out on that one. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's like. When I first started watching speedrunning, it was from uh, GoldenEye. And yeah, all oh, great game. That's a game I think I would never be able to speedrun. Like, just seeing all the weird stuff that they do. Like, I tried yeah. it once, too. It's funny. I tried it once. I was like, man, it might not be that bad. So I was trying to, like, strafe. It was terrible. Like, just using that controller is just terrible. Yeah. So that was bad. And then uh, to, like, there's a trick when you open a door you can like clip through it while it's still opening so you have to wait for it to completely open i couldn't do that so i was like yeah i can't speed run this game <laughs> forget this yeah it's just crazy i just like watching people speed run games that i know i like i struggled with and just like flying through it effortless i'm like damn yeah, I, I was saying the first time I saw a speedrun, I think it was um, awesome games done quick. Yeah. And I just, I think it was like, it's like simple, like Super Mario, but I was watching him just fly through this level. Like, I, I'm really bad at platformers. So seeing someone just 
jump over all these obstacles and like yeah. go through these enemies and like just make a fall out of Bowser in, in seconds was insane. <laughs> it just blew my mind. It just didn't seem real. That um I'm not sure if you ever you ever seen someone do a blindfold speed run? Oh, they're, they're the craziest. I think I've seen uh, again on awesome game, game, games done quick. I think it was yeah. blindfolded Mike Tyson's puncher. Bro, <laughs> like how? <laughs> like how do you but sit that there memorize so that? That game is so difficult, and these guys are just running through it blindfolded. <laughs> like, like, bro, just flexing. I mean, if you can do it, why not? Eh? Yeah. Uh, that's like dedication I think about things like that yeah. too like people like they really just dedicate themselves to like a game and not only that but like a generation of like a system like most of them don't really get like the current gen consoles and even if they do they just mm-hmm. don't really play them as much it's like that's fascinating that people can just like not worry about the trends I guess of like the new console coming out the new cyberpunk coming out like they're just saying it's like now I'm gonna keep playing Super Mario <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah <laughs> like, you see, uh, it's, it's mostly Nintendos isn't it like each person will pick a game yeah. on one of these consoles and that's all they'll use yeah it's like the dedication and the love for that game for you to like yeah. this is it this is just this game I'm satisfied playing this game with the rest of my yeah. life uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't think I could play the same game five times over in a row. So the fact is, these people play it hundreds and hundreds of times. It is yeah. incredible dedication to the games. And that, I mean, that, and that's the feeling I want to get back to. I feel like online gaming killed that for me because. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, like I used to do that when, especially during the original Xbox era, like beating mm. games multiple times because, like, it wasn't that easy to get games all the time because it was expensive and of course it wasn't my money so getting games yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. that easy to get or that frequent to get so I, you know once i got this game it was this game for the next few months and yeah, i was yeah but it's like it wasn't bad it didn't feel like man i'm tired i need a new game like i sat there and loved this game <laughs> like until Agreed, i'm with you <laughs> like I, mean, I remember playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas literally years on one file. Yeah, amount of time, <laughs> that game bro. was just great. I've gotten San Andreas, the original one on Xbox, uh, then I got it. Well, not even got it. I, uh, the 360 can backwards compatibility yet. Then I got it on PC. Yeah. And I was like, I just made sure I just kept on being that game everywhere. <laughs> And that's the only yeah, reason yeah, why yeah, I, I, the best game for that era, bro. yeah that 100%. that's the only reason why I want Sonic Heroes to be ported I just want that game like you understand how much I would just be mm. sitting here playing that game like I don't want to freaking like if my Xbox One was backwards compatible like with this cause I have the disc but the only way I can play it backwards is the 360 I'm like I'm gonna have to freaking hook that up I don't feel like doing all of that. <laughs> it is quite surprising it hasn't been ported to at least even PC to yeah. Steam. Like, I know uh, both adventures have been ported. You would have thought Heroes would have been yeah. pretty close to them. If for some reason Heroes and 06 isn't ported. We'll do it. Mm. And I think Shadow, but I don't care about Shadow. <laughs> 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 but all the, yeah, the adventures, generations, they're all ported. That sucks. Because I feel like, especially the reason why I enjoyed, another reason why I enjoyed the 3D Sonic is because of mm. the story. Like, 
if you play like like I said like when they made they take these stories and turn them into sequels instead of like you know expansions like they took the Avenger story and then they expanded it by adding a whole new character with Shadow and then they expanded Shadow story and uh, Sonic Heroes a bit more and Mm. then they expanded it more by giving him a solo game and then 06 kind of just summarized it all up which if you play the game from adventure all the way to sonic 06 it like it works perfectly because sonic 06 ends with um them basically rewinding time and making everything i guess not canon like everything in 06 basically never happened so it's like it's a perfect way to end the whole like that whole story (laughs) so like yeah and then everything after that just whatever then they started experimenting with the game and that's when I stopped playing <laughs> turned them into oh, a werewolf and whatever I'm like alright yeah uh, I've been pr- that was on Leash wasn't it yeah. oh, no, that wasn't very popular <laughs> I was like yeah what y'all doing to my game <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um another thing I know that we're into of course is wrestling wrestling yeah. yes uh AEW. I, I mean are you like actively watching or just here and there like nah, I am? In, in, in fairness i haven't kept up for it with uh wrestling for a while now to be honest Oof. i mean wwe's kind of lost me a bit it's, it's uh, for me the wwe's become a pantomime almost it's i can't really take this show seriously and i don't know like it's just not the same anymore yeah definitely not it's i feel like i started to realize that too when i was thinking um what was it i saw something recently on WWE, and i was like this is the reason why ruthless aggression worked because like they trying to make every top star hold the top title but obviously you can't make all of them few so some of them just be sitting there like having stupid feuds like Randy Orton right now has just been feuding with The Fiend and it's like where is this going like this don't elevate none of their characters exactly. <laughs> down the run, down the line They're like they literally just fighting for no reason mm. <laughs> it's like back then it's like take your top guy and give him the mid card title and make that mid card title like elevate like yeah Eddie Guerrero with the United States elevated it freaking then Big Show held it then John Cena and John Cena just took that to a whole new place and then he transitioned to the WWE champion yeah but it's like it was that one point where I used to like hold the US title just as equally as the WWE title back when Cena held it because of like Cena was a must see person like don't matter what belt he yeah, had not wrong, the mid the mid card titles back in the day were a lot more prestigious yeah 100%. The only downfall for Ruthless Aggression era, which of course is the, in my opinion the best era, but well, uh, yeah. SmackDown, uh, the the divas or the women, they actually fucking have the short stick of the deal because the women's title was on Raw, so they had no titles to fight for on SmackDown, yeah. so they was literally only there for eye candy purposes. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty that, Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> like, they was literally there just because they look good. <laughs> like, they was not fighting for mm. no title. <laughs> no, I mean, if there's anything I can really give appreciation to, 
the WWE in recent years is definitely how they've elevated the women to be yeah like, definitely contenders. I mean they, they the, the women in, in WWE look fantastic at the minute yeah it went from that, yeah like yeah, like I said, it went from them just having one title mm-hmm. when they split the brand on one brand to now they got freaking well the title on both brands, then the tag team yeah. title, and then on NXT. So it's like there's a lot for them to do. Yeah, it's good. It's good to say. Yeah, but that was just rough. <laughs> I, I used to sit there and think about it. Too. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, what are the, what the girls doing here? <laughs> like. I'm tired of these pillow matches and these bra and panty matches. Like, when are they gonna get a title shot? I'm like, oh, it's on Raw. <laughs> it's on Raw. And to make up for the lack of women's titles, we got the Cruiserweight division, which. Yeah. I mean. At the time, the Cruiserweight division was on Raw. Yeah. They, they were solid. And that belt, uh one of the greatest belt designs ever. It is, it is one of the most underrated belt designs. Yeah. I really like the old Cruiserweight title belt. I mean, look at it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It now. Bro, I don't even... I think it's on NXT, so I haven't even seen the belt. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. I have not seen the belt since. I almost forgot that it exists. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's on like NXT The last now. time I remember that belt, Enzo Amore, who's still wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> he must have took it with him when he left I guess <laughs> that belt vanished but what do you think of the Undertaker lately I mean I, I find it so surreal growing up as the one man who would never break kayfabe and like you're seeing him on all these podcasts and interviews and like you're actually hearing about his story and stuff. Yeah. Like, how, how do you feel about that I feel like it's, it's, it's fascinating to see but it's also like the, the Undertaker's always kept kayfabe. It's very odd. Yeah, Undertaker definitely like he would be the one person. I think also I would say like as fun fact, he would probably be the one reason why I used to think wrestling was real. Like back in his uh, the ministry, his run when he was like fucking taking control yeah. over everybody. Like I was legit terrified of that run. Like this man was like just pure evil during that whole run. Like over here just. Being on his own people whenever they fell, this man about to freaking crucify Stephanie McMahon. I'm like, yo, this is some evil shit. (laughs) 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 It is like. Yeah, that's probably my favorite Undertaker as well, to be fair. Yeah. Undertaker was great. I was like, I was generally like afraid of this character and then he just freaking did a 180 and became a biker and I'm like wait what (laughs) 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 that's when the immersion breaks for you like hold on (laughs) this man not that long ago about sacrifice people transition there no he's going to riding hard (laughs) yeah I'm like what happened here (laughs) (laughs) so I think that's that's one weird thing too like when people change like their gimmicks I guess like yeah sometimes it gotta be noticeable i guess like if they disappear for a while to come back with a new gimmick then maybe yeah it was like undertaker no, like despite how much he disappeared like you always know him as the undertaker so it's just that one weird yeah. era where he just like completely changed who he was <laughs> like what yeah, happened it was, it was a strange strange era a lot of people really enjoyed that era, yeah well i mean yeah they, 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 like he went into the ruthless aggression era with it and well, yeah. Then I think uh, at the I don't think of me. I think it was one of the pay per views where he got buried alive, so his gimmick quote unquote died, so he came back as his Undertaker self. Yeah. <laughs> but storyline, I guess that makes sense. But 
it didn't really make sense how he just became a biker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a strange, strange plan. Yeah. Uh, John Cena from being just a regular dude to a rapper to just a freaking superhero. <laughs> it was like he, he had such an extreme shoot shot to fame. Like, I remember yeah. one week he was US champion, and then you go and into Mania, he's won the title. And then he just blew up. Like John Cena became the face of the company overnight. It was insane. It's not even that. It, it is crazy. They could like when you young, like for me, like constantly hearing about Snow Cone a ride from like my older siblings and cousins. Like you think, mm. you think they was like you know doing this for years, and it's like now hindsight you found out that they was really only doing this. Like they had their run for like three years max, and mm. John Cena been here for like. <laughs> over a decade just running it I'm like that's wild um but I also think about like when I look at uh title runs like back in the yeah. days like Bruno San Martino's and stuff like they had the belt for like <laughs> like years yeah. like yeah. how you just yeah. like, this man just holding the belt like damn <laughs> like now it's just like just going everywhere but every other way it's just going yeah. elsewhere it's like yo this man like, you see you like thousand days what the hell <laughs> 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 like how like it's just like I wonder like being in that time like how people felt about like like was there ever a, a down point when people were like you know I'm tired of this man holding this belt like were they really there for like that whole run like yeah like they don't ever let them lose the title like I don't know like, I, I think back in them era in, in that sort of era they, they probably thought the, the wrestling was real they probably thought the Bruno guy was literally <laughs> killing these people every <laughs> I guess it's like you want this title time you must have heard it <laughs> this man fighting for his life <laughs> that's craziness but, uh, I mean I, I have a slight issue with, with the way things have gone I mean, John Cena. Like, we, we we both. You have a positive. I have a negative opinion of Cena, <laughs> but I, I I can fully respect. I respect everything he's done. I really felt like he's really earned his spot, regardless of anyone's opinion. But then you move into like Roman Reigns, and it's like they're trying so hard to force this guy to be the new Cena, and it's just not working. Well, I, I don't get what they're doing here. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I mean, have you seen Roman lately? last i've heard about roman is he's now with paul Heyman, and i think he, he may have gone heel basically but it's like it's done so well and my now my only regret right now is that mm. there's no live crowd because i really want to see how like if he did this heel would the crowd still like reject them how they've been rejecting him like no matter everything yeah. like i really want to know if they would generally accept this heel like it's amazing to watch like as a, like I guess a performance, but like I wonder how it would be live. Like would that actually ruin the story? Like people just not accepting him being a hill, so it won't even be as successful as it is. 
but like I, I I'm genuinely enjoying like this hill run right now. Like just watching him just be just be a badass and just. Mac, uh, I definitely ruthless. need to check it out. I definitely want to check it out. I've yeah. been saying it for a while. I mean, the guy looks like a monster. He, he, he looks yeah. like a heel. Yeah, he is. Like, he's so, doing it so well, bro. Like as a character, he's doing it so well. Like mm. it's just great. But like I said, it's like I wonder how it would work with live audience like would they still just be yeah boo it's Roman Reigns no matter what he do just boo him <laughs> like you know, they were like hold on okay he's doing something here they were just asking yeah yeah I, I, I think everyone sort of wanted the heel turn I, yeah. I, I have no comments on it because I haven't yet to see it but I, I mean if you're saying it's working then yeah I mean I yeah positive towards it yeah and it sucks because like they doing that uh, like the freaking like sound bite so like if someone coming out as a hill, they'll play like the booing sounds because oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. But like, would they? Would people generally be booing a hill Roman Reigns? Is that's that's what I'm saying. Like, like that changes a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it does. really it does. does. Like, that'd be crazy if he be getting a huge pop just because he's ill. <laughs> like, I'm with you definitely. Stone Cold. I don't even think Stone Cold was ever like 100% booed when he had his heel run when he went to uh, the Alliance. Oh, no, no, no. When he went, yeah, he yeah. Went to the Alliance, like, I, I mean, that man was just loved. Yeah. Like, he never booed. <laughs> the Rock, the Rock would get booed, but it's like you loved it. Like when he did his, uh, I think it was like 2003 when he's like Hollywood Rock or whatever. Yeah. Like. <laughs> like that gimmick he was just ter- like he was just a dick but like it was amazing <laughs> it was like dope so it's like I don't know like yeah like the live crowd is kind of really definitely like making and breaking characters I guess like some people yeah. probably being more than they should be like I think the Hurt Business should also be loved but I think they're being booed like as heels so it's like I don't think they should. I don't think they should be hills. Like I think they should be hills, but like a neutral hill. Like it's a it's a necessary yeah. evil, I guess. Like yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. Like I like what they what they doing, but it's just like I don't think we should just flat out be like boo. <laughs> so mm. I don't know. But yeah, like definitely, like it's still blows my mind like when you think of like title runs from back then and now it's like the universal title i think only like at this point in time like really only had like what 10 people who held the belt since it's been made it's, yeah it's like that's <laughs> weird like i, I think it that it, like that brings prestige to it but it's like it, it has been moved around a lot but it's just been by the same people and that's what makes it less prestigious in my eyes i'm with you i'm with you i think i think in general it should be a longer title reign i think having a longer reign makes it a bit more pre- pre- prestigious yeah like uh, if, it's, if it's hopping around week to week to week people are just naturally gonna stop paying attention yeah let's like, move to that person this week and then i, I think longer reigns but not too long i think they've got to find a sweet spot with with the length of reigns yeah i'm looking also. at it now like literally there's been 14 reigns with it and let me see if i can reduce the get like the duplicates all right 
five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, there's literally only been eight people like who held the title. <laughs> like the title been here since 2016, and only eight people have held this belt. <laughs> like that seems like a lot more. It's just it's been swapped around 14 times, but some of those people already held it before. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's like I wouldn't mind it if it had been eight people, but. It's been like, you know, this is all their first runs, like making it more prestigious. Like, yeah, you really got to be like a top dog to hold this title. <laughs> like, I feel yeah, exactly. like getting it back kind of ruins it. Like, if you get it back again, it's like, nah, like you got to you got to earn it and then keep it for a while. And if you lose it, that's like you fell off, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you walked way back up. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be like, oh, I lost it. I had my rematch clause and I went it back. Or a few months later, all right, I want my title shot. You're like, nah, like come back a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I know um, the NWJP and whatever. How you spell that? NJWP or whatever? Oh, in New Japan? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Cause I know they what they do on their belt. Um, they got like all the names of people who held it on the side. And yes, yeah, and the uh, junior. I think it's a uh, IWGP title and the junior IWGP. They yeah, both, don't they? yeah. But it's amazing. Like when you see, like not that much people actually held up the title. I'm actually looking at it now. Only 31 people have held the title. And the belt, well, the belt been made since 1987. I don't know if they count in like all of those runs. I think it is mm. from 1987. And only 31 people held it. Like that kind of makes it very prestigious. <laughs> yeah, me. I'm with you. It's like only I'm looking at it. Only like I would say four people like had a lot of reigns with it and that's I guess I don't know good or bad I mean Okada is a weird one like they, like oh, oh, he was the, like that man was, that man was just getting that title like every other week <laughs> like <laughs> this man lost it one second like like his reign is funny cause like if you ever watched like the history of the Bullet Club or whatever yeah. it's like one second he has it then Bullet Club gets it then he has it back and it's like and then he gets it back, yeah, yeah. like they just been like swapping between each other but yeah great champion Okada is unbelievable I haven't been keeping up with that. I don't even know what's going on. I think from the last thing I saw, <laughs> advertised that Leo Rush was actually going there. Uh, I stopped following it a lot when, uh, like, Kenny, Cody, Young Bucks, and all that left. That's, I used to mainly watch it because I love those guys. Yeah. I just wanted to see. I know you. Uh, you got into it through AJ. Right. Uh, I mean, I mainly got into it for Bullet Club. Uh, I want, I wanted to see what AJ was doing, like as a late, like it's one of those things. Like when you think about people, like whether it be music or, uh, like you know, someone that you 
always admired their work and you like and i haven't heard about them lately i wonder what they're doing so like i searched up aj styles like i was in college like in my class and i was like i want to yeah. see i just searched it up and i saw that that fight with him and shinsuke nakamura i'm like yo this is like the one of the greatest match i've ever seen in my life <laughs> like yeah. man wilding over there and then learned about uh and then finn Balor came to WWE. And then I'm like, okay, then I don't know. It just kind of like everything just started blending in, start seeing Bullet Club stuff. And I'm like, what's this? What's that? Then they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> so like, I started getting intrigued. <laughs> then by that time, uh, Bay J came over to Day and I lost my mind. <laughs> uh, I mean, AJ on that Royal Rumble entrance was just oh I, I was screaming I couldn't believe it you, I mean, oh I, my lord the best spots I have ever seen I never went so crazy excellent. in my life it was so excellent the freaking cameraman ruined it <laughs> she's zooming in on Roman's face <laughs> <laughs> oh my no, god I, just, I love the crowd reaction to that yeah when the music started playing yeah cause you're like hold on who is this everyone just quiet <laughs> Then the crowd just goes crazy. AJ, everyone went crazy. But it was amazing for like the watchers, even though they ruined the camera, it kind of made it hype too. Because it's like, I'm just hearing the crowd, but they still just showing Roman face. (laughs) And like, yo, who, like, the crowd is going crazy. Who is coming in here right now? And then I'm just like, no, it can't be. It can't be that the camera just swapped. I couldn't believe it. I go crazy. this man AJ finally <laughs> no honestly I never thought I'd actually see him in a WWE yeah it was, was so he, I always thought he was going to end up being what the other taker was the WWE to TNA which is like it's just TNA's talisman wasn't it and I, I know it all went pear shaped because new owners I believe or management issues and then he went to Japan yeah. and that's when he came to WWE, I believe. Yeah. I mean, he was everywhere at the <laughs> TNA. <laughs> He's done it all. Yeah. But it was weird because, like, when I saw him, it was, like, the same time John Cena was rising. So I, I looked at them both, like, okay, like, this this is basically TNA's John Cena. Like, yeah, he's not the top dog right now, but everyone is really, like, got their eyes on him. <laughs> so it was like the things he was doing in the ring when I first seen him I'm like yo who is this man <laughs> yeah, like this man is doing things I've never seen before yeah, unbelievable. yeah so it was like especially so they definitely when he came and like no they had they had to warm him up first but once he got into his first real real feud they definitely had to pay him with Cena first and of course the crowd loved every second of it <laughs> Oh, this is amazing. Like, yeah, I'm definitely I feel like it kind of sucks. Like, there's always, there's always good and bad things to to these things, like uh, these quote-unquote dream matches like this, because, like, obviously, when some of them happen, it's, like, way too long. Like, Cena and Styles, granted, like, they still both did great matches, but, like, imagine if this was, like, 08 Cena and oh yeah like 2006 AJ Styles or whatever it's like 
the, the things that would happen in that ring. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I'm with you there, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. So, this is one of the reasons why I started, like, I kind of, like, I guess I like New Japan's style in terms of matches more. Mm-hmm. And it hit me more just the other day because I saw a recommended video. And I never heard of this match because I think this is when I started watching wrestling. Um, Jeff Hardy versus uh, John Morrison in Hell in a Cell or Steel Cage, one of them, in 2007. Uh, On paper, that match sounds like that should be a bona fide classic. (laughs) But for some reason, I I never heard of that match in my life and no one talks about that match. And I feel like I don't want to watch it because I feel like maybe I know why. And my issue with the is like matches, they worry about the story more than the match, and that ruins it for me. Agreed. Agreed. It's like they trying to tell the story, and it's like cause like the reason why everyone hated the Shinsuke versus AJ at Mania is like they just want to like the whole match was just a build up to turn Shinsuke to a heel. It was like <sighs> like yeah, I just gave us something great. I'm with you. Uh, I think that's why I appreciate the NXT brand so much because the, the performances that they put in NXT yeah. is so much to Japan. It, it's excellent. It's yeah. so good. And you, they move up to the main roster. And in my opinion, to a lot, a lot of these stars, they get almost demoted when they go up. Yeah. Because like I said, it's like they, cause they're trying to make everyone like who's hot to compete for these top titles. But it's like it's just a long line instead of just making them... Instead of making them go for the side titles, like yeah, like put them into the mid card titles. Like I remember uh, when Apollo Crews first debuted in WWE, the first thing I told myself is that he should have a, a like a legit decent intercontinental run. Like not even a WWE run. I wanted to see him as an intercontinental champion. It's just like it just looked yeah. like it fit him, and they never did it. <laughs> then they eventually gave him the US title, but that didn't last long. And it's like, like I don't know why they do these things. <laughs> like, just make these titles more crazy. Like, yeah, bringing these new faces, all these big names. That's like why they still hot and like make them have some a uh, bigger impact when they are in, in yeah. the main roster. But yeah, uh, one of the matches I would say, like, I guess in this. I don't even know what this era is called. I don't think what the I don't know what era this is. I don't, I don't want to call it PG era. Like they cut they trying to oh, they trying yeah to call it yeah whatever this era is at the PG era <laughs> the new generation <laughs> era whatever. Uh, the greatest match to ever happened to me in my opinion was the AJ Styles and Finn Balor because story wise there was no story. Finn Balor was supposed to fight um Bray yeah. Wyatt. But Bray Wyatt got sick, so like they literally had like a last minute. Yo, AJ, we need you to come over here and fight. Friends. Like, all right, yeah. and they just legitly wrestled. There was no story to it. Like, it was just two great performers just wrestling, and it was just amazing. Yeah, it's a true great match, really. And yeah, and I was just sitting there watching. And I'm like, you know, like yeah, some of it's like you know, some of these matches are scripted. Like they probably heard some of these matches, and it's like. Like is this match Was this match it Really rehearsed or not Like Did they really just go in there And improvise this whole match And it was amazing Like <laughs> Like that's crazy It's like 
they want to freaking focus on the story too much and it just sucks like uh the first feud um when roman turned hill and got his title he feuded with uh jay uso and like i said on, yeah. pa- on paper those matches that match should have been amazing but they for storyline wise both those matches ended badly because they wanted to tell a story and it just sucks <laughs> like sometimes it's like i just want to see the match <laughs> just want to see the sport yeah. <laughs> not the story it's like oh uh i'm losing let me use your brother as a hostage and make you <laughs> forfeit the match basically i'm like yo really <laughs> like it sucks like yeah it really sucks <laughs> mm. like now the storyline works because Jay Uso is helping Roman Reigns so like whenever he's like feuding with someone like Jay Uso is like kind of like interrupting so like yeah storyline wise that makes sense but when it was just Roman by himself and he feuding with Jay it was like those two should like went to war and it should have ended like legitly yeah. ended like Roman should have won clean not the way he did but, yeah. I mean, I think I think Jay, I think both of the Usos are excellent. Yeah, they both have yeah. a lot of potential. Yeah, definitely. Just when it comes to, we gotta tell the story. Like potential just be, <laughs> yeah, this potential just begin. Uh, Don't under the bridge. Oh, think about that too in terms of like potential. Yeah, um, I was watching that the Roy Rumble thing I sent you, and uh, yeah. Charlie Hoss came out and I was like, damn, like at one point wow. him and Shel- like him and Shelton Benjamin yeah. was like legit eagle footing, like they both were fresh new faces doing their thing with her angle yeah. tag titles. And then once they went their own way, like Charlie Hoss just like went downhill and Shelton Benjamin just skyrocketing to mid card like legend. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like, is that because of the potential? Is that because of the storylines? Like how do y'all like they you know, were I find it so strange that, that- that, that happens literally to so many tag teams like yeah. one of them always succeeds and one of them just doesn't reach their, the, the other's level like Edge and Christian yeah Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty like it, it's, it's always one goes a lot further than the other yeah but even with Edge and Christian the, yeah, obviously Edge was the breakout star but we never like yeah. We never know shun christian like oh he he's just him like he had his intercontinental runs and stuff but he never just went as high as edge did but it's like charlie hoss yeah, just went nowhere track. like he i think he started tagging with rico afterwards and then he turned yeah, into that, yeah. yeah and then he turned into a freaking uh basically what um david sandow was doing i think he was like copying other people gimmicks and then I think yeah. he just faded away after that. <laughs> but Shelton yeah, Benjamin went over, had the Intercontinental title run. He had a U.S. title run. It was like the first thing he did when he went to Raw. He had a few with, with Triple H. It was like so they like they were just yeah, set him up right. Yeah, and he is now able to come back and still he's now uh, the tag team champion actually. So. Oh, well, yeah, I know he's come back. I didn't yeah. know he was uh, tagging again, though. Yeah, he has to tag. Because uh, he, he was out uh, the Hurt Business. So him and uh, Cedric, oh, okay, right. yeah, Cedric Alexander and him are the tag titles. Nice. And meanwhile, Charlie Hoss 
know where to be found. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was like so like so I was saying, like, is that because maybe Vince just didn't see the potential and that's why he wrote his story badly? Or maybe he wrote his story and it was just up to his potential to make it good or bad. So it's just you don't it know. Yeah. Cause we know his uh we know he had his long beef with Cesaro, which he, like he felt like he don't have the potential to like really become a main star. So it's like Cesaro just been sitting there, like Yeah, like he never held a, like, a single title in a while. He just been tagging uh, or just doing random stuff. It's a shout out. I think Cesaro is a, a great performer. Yeah. Really yeah, definitely amazing. Like Cesaro is definitely one of the people like yeah, like storyline just don't work for him. Like just put him in the match with someone who got good chemistry and just like don't work his magic exactly, in the ring. Yeah, yeah. That's why it sucks. Why it's like like yeah, I, I did want AEW. I mean I'm pretty sure like in my eyes I don't think it's it's still not there yet, but I do want AEW to be like equivalent to WWE in terms of like having that second option of something that's competing. Like I want another show that someone can go to and it's like feel like alright you write in these terrible stories but I'm a great performer and it's like it don't work like let me go to this place where they value my talent and yeah like people will go there and watch it like I don't know I feel like for me it's like even though all those people went to AEW I still never like swapped over <laughs> to see like what they doing I'm with you I'm with you I, I, I think it's healthy for the industry especially for wwe if they've got a solid competitor yeah. i mean without without someone competing against the wwe it's natural we're just going to get lazy with the story right and they don't need to try so hard but i think it's good for the business in general yeah but i, I agree i enjoy AEW. like again i haven't followed wrestling properly for a while now but like from what, when i did used to watch it regularly i really enjoyed the product but it is not it's not as high a budget as WWE, and I think that's that's the problem they're having. I mean, WWE is just so high a budget, it's hard to compete, really. Yeah, I feel like they're trying to bank on, like, the the freedom, I guess. it's. I think the freedom, is, I guess, in my eyes, is kind of hurting them, because, like, it makes it seem like they're just trying to recreate the ads or whatever. Like, everything goes. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, even though that's what we want, but it's like now when you have it, I feel like, it don't belong here no more i guess i don't know it's hard to explain it's like yeah uh, yeah it makes sense when someone get, ever be replicated, yeah honest, I think. like yeah it makes sense that you get hit hard somewhere in your face you should start bleeding but <laughs> but oh. <laughs> but then it's like these dudes over here just wilding out and always bleeding and just like eh. I used to like Yay. I used to, I used to hate that as a kid because obviously like when the like the events like obviously I was never I was not buying the pay per views to watch it so yeah. like the week like the raw the SmackDown before the pay per view like you know everyone's all good and clean and then the pay per view happens 
and then we close. I don't see it, and then <laughs> and then we go to the next Raw SmackDown, and that person come out bandaged up, and like got cuts and bruises. I'm like, damn, what the hell happened in that match? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure a couple of times. I think it's the funniest thing. Like I know you said sometimes they came out with bandages, but I remember yeah. it was especially in like oh four oh five sort of era. Yeah, uh, they, they would have a match, and like I think Triple H and Ric Flair come tomorrow. I think I'm thinking. <laughs> I was, I was literally about to say that. Everywhere. I was literally right. about to bring he, him he, up. He'd be split open. His whole hair would be covered in blood. His face would be dripping, and he'll come out the next night with this tiny little plaster <laughs> on his head. <laughs> like this tiny little plaster on his forehead. I'm like, what? And he used to wild out. Like he was open. He would like he would still wrestle like that the the following week. And then like yeah. he would open up his bandage and like punch it himself to make him bleed. I'm like, yo, what is this man doing? Like. This man's always just <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> it was just, yeah, like, uh, Ric Flair and Triple H was definitely, like, the number one, like, people, like, every time they come from a pay-per-view event, you just see them, like, with a freaking big bandage on their forehead or something. Like, yeah, like, yeah what the hell happened? This <laughs> craziness. Good times, though. But uh, well, yeah. Speaking of, I know we both had our own sides when we during the ruthless aggression era. Uh, team SmackDown over here. Probably uh, be Team Raw. Uh, like it has to be. I couldn't get into. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I just couldn't get into Raw. Like I don't know, none of the rosters at the just did it for me the only thing that was hype about the only thing that made me watch Raw before Cena came over mm. was um, that Eric Bischoff and Stone Cold story like cause uh, Mr. McMahon was trying to force him to get Stone Cold to get into the show unless he was gonna be fired yeah and it was going off like a good week or two where he just couldn't find Stone Cold so it got to like the last day and he was like alright well I guess I'm gonna be fired and then he just hit the glass break and I'm like oh my lord <laughs> <laughs> he's hit yeah, he, um, he ended up coming um, co-GM with Bischoff didn't yeah. he yeah I remember right for yeah. a little while that was funny yeah but that was the only that's literally like the only thing I really remember was uh, uh and I'm not sure if this was pre Cena or not um Shane McMahon and Kane had a rivalry uh, I don't know something's telling me pre Cena something's telling me it's, it's before Cena yeah that and um what you call it yeah it definitely was pre Cena damn 2003 <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that and the Stone Cold, those really the only things that stood out to me. And then once Cena came over, it was Team Raw, baby. <laughs> uh, I think for me, I started getting into it uh, when Evolution was a thing. I, it's like, I, I remember my cousin brought me like a, a recorded back in the day yeah. on VHSs of um, the Raw, and it was just Evolution. I remember it was like Triple H. Batista, Alton, and Flair just in the ring, and I just thought they were the coolest fuckers ever. Like, they were just so cool, and I was just enjoying, like, I enjoyed every part of them. I enjoyed their matches, I enjoyed their promos, I just enjoyed everything about them. And then yeah. I watched SmackDown, I would watch SmackDown, but I just, there was nothing 
like evolution to me in SmackDown. I think the best thing for me in SmackDown would probably be the Eddie Guerrero when he was champion. Yeah, definitely. Eddie Guerrero. I mean, I don't know. For me, everything. I think the best way to describe Raw and SmackDown, I think SmackDown was uh, gimmick friendly. Like, they had a lot of people with great gimmicks on SmackDown or bad gimmicks, but Raw, it was just like. Mm. That's where, like, all, I guess, either the leftover people from Azure era was at or the people who, like, yeah. they were molding to become the new stars was at. So they were, like, focusing more on, like, their personas and their in-ring abilities. But, like, yeah. SmackDown, we had Cena being a rapper, Eddie Guerrero with a lot of still. Kurt Angle, we, <laughs> he turned bald. Yeah, a lot more versatility <laughs> on SmackDown. You could yeah. sort of do a bit more. Dude, like I said, the females, so they wasn't wrestling for no title, so they had to rely on just being a gimmick. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Uh, The Cruiserweight division, and for whatever reason, when they put up the Cruiserweight division against freaking people like Big Show, (laughs) like, why? (laughs) But, yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It was I, good fun, though. I remember SmackDown was funny. Do you remember the uh, auction of... Uh, when Eddie, Eddie yeah. Guerrero came out when Kurt was the GM he was setting yeah. up all of Kurt Angle's stuff that was brilliant that, yeah, Eddie, anything Eddie did was just amazing like, yeah I'm with you I'm with you I, um, it's like I was uh, watch, again watching that um, that Roy Rumble thing uh, he had like a little yeah. botch moment cause he was trying to I think eliminate Charlie Hoss by doing a, um, a Harakarana and like get him out the ring but Charlie Hoss went too yeah. low so he was like falling through the second ropes <laughs> so they kind of like <laughs> yeah so they like kind of botched it so then Eddie Guerrero like got up and then threw him out and then I was like damn like I know people in the crowd like you know I probably just overlook it as a simple mistake but like that probably like hurt his soul like that man really like loved like what he did in that ring like mm. damn like I fucked up. <laughs> like I can't reverse that moment back. <laughs> like you can see him just sitting there in the ring. Like he wasn't. He wasn't like he didn't fight no wife for like a good twenty seconds. He just sitting there in the ring like damn. <laughs> <laughs> like damn, I must have hurt him. But yeah, Eddie Guerrero is definitely the goat. He's brilliant. Uh, speaking of Royal Rumble botches, because I think it's two thousand and five. I hope I'm thinking right here. Where um. Cena and Batista are falling oh, out yes. at the exact same time. Yes. But then McMahon's come out and he's gotten himself into the ring, right? And I was wondering as a child, I was sitting there watching him, like, why is Vince McMahon sitting in the ring? Like, he looks so angry and he's sitting like a child in the ring. Like, what is going on? <laughs> I was like, what happened? Later, I read that he, he pulled, but I was like, I, I think it's like his hamstrings. It's like he pulled both of them in yeah, both legs. That's craziness. Like, Christ, how did you do that? Just getting into a ring. Like, I don't even know. That's just wild. Like, yeah, one job. Like, imagine not even like not even just being Vince McMahon. Like, just imagine like if you were like a normal wrestler and your one job was like walk inside the ring and do something. Then you just like you're just getting inside the ring. You just injured yourself badly. You got shelled for months <laughs> just because you got in the ring. Like, that's just craziness. 
I really do be feeling bad for like people who like get injured too soon, like especially like when Finn Balor won the Universal Title and like oh, gotta give oh, it up. Yeah. <laughs> like that's terrible. I'm really gutted he didn't get another chance to have a proper run with that belt. Yeah, I, I'm glad he's at least recognized. They recognize him that he's he's the he is the first uh, yeah. Universal Champion. But it would have nice to have seen a run with it. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like. I feel like that was kind of dirty for like you see like that is what it was dirty for but they was actually doing what i always want them to do like they literally took a dude who was like red hot right out of nxc and they just freaking skyrocket him straight into that match like I'm with you, yeah. this man beat uh i think he was in like in the fatal four-way match or whatever like samoa joe roman reigns and someone else and it's like man just destroyed all of them and then went against Rollins and destroyed him. I'm like, you would, not, you would not have thought he was gonna win. Yeah, no way you would have thought Balor was gonna win. That, that was, was the yeah, best like, thing about it. Like they were just, I was like, oh, this man is they they going all out on him. All right, I'm with it. I'm here for it. <laughs> and then fucking yeah they didn't they injured. got injured and then yeah that like yeah yeah I think he I think he's the NXT champion last time I remember. So, Last I heard, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's doing he's doing swell. <laughs> <laughs> he's holding it down over there. Nah, he, he, he performed best on NXT. I feel the same with Shinsuke. I think Shinsuke yeah. was a lot better on NXT. He, he had a better run. He was a lot more legitimate over there. Same mm. with Askarid, you could say. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean. Did they have Asuka, she was still doing her thing when she came to the main roster until that match with Charlotte where her streak ended and now she got to just, yeah. it, like, it's like she became mortal, I guess. Like she just became a regular wrestler now. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like that moment when she was still like on her undefeated streak, she, yeah, they was like, they were doing it like they were doing it right yeah they were doing it right i like when they like yeah just take yeah, someone who's, she, she was legitimate for it yeah like i like when they take someone who's red hot and like do something with them for a while and, definitely yeah. definitely that's why i appreciate nxt i mean uh, i think one of my favorite matches uh, on nxt would be i think it was shinsuke's first match and i think it was uh sammy Zayn's last match it was sammy Zayn versus nakamura i think that's it way it was and the, it, i don't think there was much storyline behind it but it was a, it was i remember it was a long match of just back and forth yeah. wrestling it was just fantastic the crowd was so into it that the performers were so yeah. into it i, I mean I've, there are so many great matches on nxt yeah definitely uh I, I dabbled into nxt a little bit too um what match was it uh diy versus um the revival yeah bro like because usually i never like you know when they do tag team matches on the main roster it's just like regular tag like they don't sequence yeah. that much or do tag team like special moves or stuff like that like the revival and i'm like bro like everything they did it was a tag team move basically like it was like they didn't make it feel like it was a single man like yeah, it was straight up tag yeah. team action now like this is wild <laughs> yeah I, I don't know where there's not more of that on the main roster to be honest i don't even yeah well the tag team division right now is i mean it's not bad but it's like i don't know 
I think there's no solid tag teams right now. Like right now, Street mm. the Street Profits had the title on SmackDown, and Shelton Benjamin and Cedric got it on Raw. But I mean, the only thing on Raw is that the New Day, well, just Kofi and um, uh, Xavier Biggie's on SmackDown. <laughs> Uh, oh jeez! Yeah, yeah. Wow. So the only thing is, like, there's no legit tag teams right now. So they kind of gotta. I think they kind of just gotta start. I guess start brand new right now with the tag team division. Yeah. Uh, there's no one like right now. There's no one I really want to see anyone feud with. Like, there's not a tag team. Like, oh, they should fight them. Like, all the tag matches pretty much happened. But. Uh, Survivor Series, uh, New Day and Street Profit for which was a match I did want to see. So that, that's pretty much the only tag match I wanted to see of the tag division. <laughs> mm. So we'll see if they start making some new tag teams, or whatever. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I, well, the women's division is in a weird spot. Uh, the tag team division, I would say. Um, Charlotte Fair came back and tagged with Asuka, and now they're the tag champs, and Asuka is the Raw Women's Champ. So, oh wow, that's it's weird because now it's like you can tell this is not going to end Raw because <laughs> like Asuka, like they can't have Asuka have both, I guess. So like, and you know, Charlotte Flair probably only just wants the main title, so it's just not exactly. like just get yeah. So like, just make the tag titles for legit tag wrestlers. Like, stop yeah. giving it to the main yeah. title people. Like, they already just did that with Bailey. Like, she literally just did that, and now they're doing the Oscar. It's like, don't want to see this again. <laughs> mm. Okay, silly. When they've actually, they've, uh, last I remember, they had quite a few uh, female tag teams, didn't they? Um, the last ones to hold it was Nia Jax and uh, what's that girl? I don't remember her first name. I think Blazer is her last name. She was like basically the second rate <laughs> Ronda Rousey. <laughs> oh, right, got you, got you. Yeah. Uh, they the iconics to the bat. They split them up for whatever reason. <laughs> oh bloody hell! Yeah, because why? I have no clue. There was a they had a match where if they lose, they had to split up, and they lost. And right. now one of them is really just one of them is basically a backstage gimmick, and I think the other one is wrestling. I don't think I've seen her. I think she's wrestling. I think she's just tagging with other people, but I don't think she's really doing anything serious. But one of them was just a backstage gimmick right now, so it really went nowhere. I don't know why they did that. At least kept them together. Yeah, like that was that was literally your only legit female tag team. Like mm. literally the only one. Like they were made to be a tag team, and you yeah. split them like. Why? That <laughs> made no sense. Very logical. I'm with you. That's like the Hardy Boys coming in, like, <laughs> like their first year, and you just split them up. 
<laughs> from there on out. All, all the, the, the dark ladies back yeah, in the day. Yeah, the ladies, as a Christian ladies, whatever, like, if they came in and they made, like, their name, even their name, their gimmick, everything about them was tag team. And you just split them up in, like, yeah. a year. <laughs> like, why did you do this? <laughs> yeah, we just why, really? <laughs> like, nah, let them, let's, let's look at the other people who aren't really tag team. Like, this is weird. <laughs> So, I feel like I think just the 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 tag the tag uh um roster just overall just need to be white both males and females like they need to just start over get some strong teams going and then get yeah, some good views going right now they just there's a lot they could do with some tag teams yeah good storylines so they could make some great matches definitely okay Rom I got a question what's up if you could make right now anyone like your dream match that you you would you would make, what would, what would your dream like wrestling match be? Uh, damn, like like any generation or whatever, or right now? Yeah, I mean, how <sighs> do you feel, bro? Damn, a dream match. <sighs> I mean, it's a lot. Uh. It's a lot. Um, I'm not sure. I think I heard this rumor. I'm not sure if it's exactly, but I think Eddie Guerrero and Shawn Michaels were supposed to fight once, but obviously Eddie passed. Oh, that'd be excellent, yeah. I would definitely would like to see that. Yeah, what a match that would be. What a match that would be. Yeah. Yeah, wrong. Of course, everyone wants to see Shawn Michaels and AJ. Um, I, oh, yeah. I mean, I do, but I don't know. Like, character-wise, I guess, like, they seem similar, but in ring performance like I don't know just AJ's just like I want like TNA AJ <laughs> like yeah. I don't think I don't think Shawn Michaels can match that energy no matter which era nah it was another level <laughs> yeah um damn I don't even know though like cause, I mean cause I feel like all my dream matches happen. My only is I think what it what it would be is that I would like I would like these matches to happen without stories, like Cena versus AJ, but just pure wrestling. Like there's no story behind them. Like well, yeah. the only story I would put would be if it was like TNA AJ. He did everything he did. He went to New yeah. Japan. Did everything he did. And then came to WWE, and his only goal was to fight John Cena, just to prove like he did it all. And he did it all, yeah. yeah. Beat and John Cena, and John Cena's story would basically be like, even though he's been in WWE the whole time, he didn't explore, or he can explore with other brands and other wrestlers. Is like, am I really the top dog? I guess so. They just yeah. both just fighting to see who's really like the guy in wrestling. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, that AJ Styles and CM Punk would be actually good. Oh, that'd be excellent. That'd yeah. be a real good match. Yeah. Funny, I didn't. I didn't even like CM Punk. I don't want to like sound like I guess bandwagon is where it's just I don't know when he came back with the colors of personality gimmick. I guess like I don't know. Like it just worked. Like 
the theme music, his character, his wrestling. I started yeah. to notice his wrestling style more. I was like, oh, this dude is like very technical. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, that CM Punk was like peak. And then the rock came and ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought CM Punk was great, true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the platform was just legendary. Yeah. And then him, his rival with Cena, like, Cena was never able to beat him except for that one time where uh, Cena put his um, Roy Rumble victory on the line against CM Punk. If Cena win, he obviously he keeps his Rumble win, but if he loses, then CM Punk takes his number one contender. And that was the one time like Cena legitly finally beat him. <laughs> like that was like a good closing to their chapter. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah. It's funny because, like, I think CM Punk is another one who, like, like if you were younger, like, his character and his storyline would be one of the most realistic. Like, you would think this was not scripted at all. Like, this guy is, like, this is real. Like, mm. you would think him and Cena really, like, hated each other, but they probably, like, they, I think, I believe they, like, real good friends outside. <laughs> but, like, just their feud and their chemistry. You thought that this was like I, personal. I, I truly believe <laughs> CM Punk just brings a certain level of realism to it. Yeah. I mean, in the era in the era where we know everything's sort of scripted and fake, like there was a lot of times when Cena made you think there's some legitimacy here. Yeah. Him and the Triple H is a great example. Like I thought, like they they genuinely wanted to kill each other at one point in real life. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, it just I don't know. Like when the storytelling is right, I guess that's when it feels. I think I get. I think that's where WWE is losing their edge. Like the stories aren't feeling believable no more. Agreed. Agreed. Especially. <laughs> especially I the creativity. Yeah, it's not only that, but it's also it's real hard for them to like make these stories, and we're we're in I guess this digital world, the social media world, like. You can literally like go on like their Instagram or whatever and just see them like yeah. I guess quote unquote breaking cafe like their heels yeah, in the yeah, show right. and then you see them oh they giving out these inspirational quotes and stuff on the on his Instagram and taking these nice family pictures mm, and I'm like you're uh, not wrong it's hard for you to believe no, these that's stories a, that's a good point. it does take away from it yeah yeah I wouldn't even thought of that but that's completely true it's real hard to believe like these stories like. I don't know. Like, I think that era, I guess, well, would that be a, what, 2012, maybe 2011, 2012? I think that was, like, mm. the end. The la- I think I like, their last chance to, like, get away with kayfabe, I guess, if they, like, yeah. was going all yeah. out with story. That after that, Probably, just... yeah, that's, that's when the social media started coming through. Yeah. Follow this superstar. And now they've even got their Twitter tags on the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. on the uh, Nameplates, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird. But um, uh, yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. What about you, though? Uh, off the top of my head, uh, I, there's probably so many. But if, if I could pick one right now, it would probably be Triple Threat, uh, Finn versus AJ uh, versus Omega. Yeah, I, I was going to interrupt to say, um. I would like to actually see Kenny and uh, um, AJ fight. That was the one, I guess, yeah. that got away because they turned it back on him and AJ left instead of 
having a match. That sucks. Um, Finn did wrestle Omega, but that was when it was like early Bullet Club Finn. So Omega wasn't his peak self yet. Uh, definitely like all of them in their peaks. I definitely would like to see that. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah. Uh, what about your? I guess what's your feelings on? I guess factions since we're bringing up um, what you call it, the hurt business. I guess because right now I think that's like the only faction in the main roster right now um, I know there's the mm. Undisputed Era in, in NXT but I don't know I feel like factions don't play a role no more or you think there should be more of them oh well, there is actually another faction but <laughs> that faction is crap like they literally they, uh, in my eyes they got buried once they got once they debuted it uh, which is uh, what's that oh my god Nexus. No, not Nexus. Uh, Retribution. They're the new faction oh, that's out now. Yeah. Uh, like they was hyping them up the whole time, and then like once they like 100 like debuted it, and we found out who they were yeah. and who the leader was. Then like they just been doing nothing really. <laughs> like this is terrible. I'm shaming it. They tried, I suppose. Yeah, like they was trying to make it seem like they was the next uh nexus. Like they would just pop up and just always beat up everyone and destroy the ring. Yeah. And then once they finally like became in ring performers, they wasn't doing much. <laughs> so it happens like the same sort of thing happened to the nexus in year one. Yeah. Undeniably. Cena did end up burying them in the end. <laughs> they had a lot of potential. Nah, but, that's their fault. Coming uh, to Cena. <laughs> <laughs> no, on that one, I think I think Nexus should have won. I genuinely do. But regardless, anyway, with, with the question towards if there should be more factions, I think there should be. I mean, some of my favourite memories are from factions. I love the Undisputed Era. Yeah. I mean, I've seen New New Japan is just all fashion. Yeah, like, bro. <laughs> it's like freaking and, and it gangs. Really works. <laughs> you gotta go in there and I mean, join the gang. Factions could be the coolest thing, like DX, NWO. Yeah. There are so many legendary factions. I'd love to see more, but it, it, it seems to be a dying thing, especially in WWE. It's very, very rare to see them in uh, WWE now. Yeah, like I said, I think those so far in the main roster, those are the only two that comes to mind. Uh, mm. It's like, like before we is we had Evolution. Um, I don't think there was that much. I mean, yeah, there wasn't that much in Ruthless Aggression. I read that Evolution is the only thing. Evolution then uh, they revived DX, even though it was just the Shawn Michaels and Triple H show. <laughs> yeah. I would say yeah, the peak faction when they had uh, the shield and the white family new day mm, they kind of yeah. all existed at once but that didn't I don't know it, honestly like I said they always freaking like just break them apart or whatever yeah, I, I find it odd. Like, you 
seriously, if you, when you look at New Japan, all the factions in there have been around for years, and, and they're, they're still going. They just when they when they leave, they might go on to do other stuff or whatever. But the faction itself remains. I think there should be more consistency behind some factions. Yeah. In WWE. I mean, I won't count. I'm looking at lists now, but they got a lot of like tag teams. I don't want to count them as factions, really. But even at that, like, yeah, I don't know. Like the idea of like just having these two big groups just go at it, I guess. Like, cause right now, like I said, right now with the hurt business, it's good, but like. Is there going to be another faction to counter them or they're just going to just fall off one by one? Because right now they mm. kind of have the titles. Uh, they have the tag titles and the U.S. title right now. So, like, they kind of, like, I guess dominating the mid card. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, is it going to be another team of people who's going to break them down or is it going to be just a random tag team that's going to take the title from them and then another random person is going to take the U.S. title and just going to be back to just regular people <laughs> instead of another faction more than likely yeah <clears throat> sucks I hope one day I'm, I'm, I'm hoping one day Undisputed Era come through and they become a long term thing yeah. I mean arguably New Day is a faction of more than two so it's, it's arguable yeah, and they had one of the best ones I've ever seen with a team. They, they were phenomenal. Oh, and everyone yeah. loved them. They, so I think, what how many times they had the freaking titles? Like seven times now. A lot of times. I couldn't <laughs> tell you how many. But it, was, it was a lot. And the the the, the storyline. One of my favorite storylines in modern uh, modern era would be Kofi's storyline. The, the storyline of him getting sort of pushed into the, the title when he had the to do the gauntlet and he got ripped off at the end when he had to fight Daniel Bryan for so many people and he had to fight Daniel Bryan Bruh. he lost to Daniel Bryan and then, and then uh, Biggie and Xavier had to do a tag team gauntlet just to get him through that and he done that and, and, and then Kofi going to Mania it's got to be one of my favourite WrestleMania Mania. moments it, it was incredible um, I'm looking now. Uh, the New Day are actually currently the longest reigning tag champions. Wow, I never knew that one either. Yeah, four, longest reigning. Four hundred and eighty-three days. Jeez, that's craziness. Yeah, that team. It is mad. That's why I'm not mad at even like because it wasn't a bad breakout. It was literally because they did the draft and Big E just got. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't a bad breakup, and but I like they did everything as a tag team. Honestly, there's like really nothing for them to do at this point, unless they just went to Agreed. NXT yeah. and got the NXT title so they could have all of them. <laughs> I'm hoping, um, like if Biggie's on his own, I'm hoping he'll have a solid. Even if it's a mid card, I would like to see him have a solid singles run. Yeah, well, um, he actually has the Intercontinental title right now, so. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully Brilliant. they don't ruin it. <laughs> he deserves it definitely. Yeah. It seemed like I would guess SmackDown is the in terms of champions, uh, is having the most solid. Uh, we got Roman Reigns doing his thing. 
the Street Profits yeah. is a great they're a great tag team like I said the problem is just there's no one for them to feud with uh, Big E's Dance Continental as long as they keep him good that'd be great uh, Sasha Banks is the yeah, women's great. champion you know they always gonna be behind her <laughs> and I think that's all the time well it caused the tag women tag title but eh, I ain't counting that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, Raw is just I mean it's not bad but I don't know uh, I'm right now having I guess a bit of sweet feeling with um, Drew McIntyre's run like mm. him his last defense just so far was him being AJ Styles which I felt was needed to make his run yeah. like legit now like no matter if he lose it or whatever, like he literally went against like some of the best, like yeah, to keep that title. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like there's no one left. I guess <laughs> like, I don't know where. Even though it's like you start to just realize that there's like not much people in line. I guess or not enough people that you want to see in line. Like I don't even know who I want yeah. to be champion after him. To be a, to be honest. Uh, right now, um, Keith Lee is his number one contender, but I'm not 100% behind him. Like, I don't know. Like, he's a weird one to me because he literally just came out of nowhere, in my opinion. Like, one second, it was nothing. They're like, it was just quiet in NXT. The next thing, Keith Lee, I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, I don't know. He just came out of nowhere to me. So I'm not behind him right now if he wins it. Yeah, if, if he's number one contender, that's a very fast push. Yeah. So we'll see what they do with that. But other than that, yeah, that's no one I don't I really want to see. I mean, of course I would love AJ to get another run, but <laughs> AJ is fine where he I'm is right I'm now. They doing something weird with AJ, so I'm seeing where that's going. But yeah. other than that, yeah, I don't, I'm not hyping to see someone, but at the same time, I, it's like, yeah, Drew's opponents is just going to either just be eh, or it's going to be good. <laughs> like, yeah. Would you thought, do you thought then, would he be best having a longer title run or do you feel maybe someone should come up and... Uh, at this point, if someone else, yeah, at this point, they should just keep it on him until someone more deserving oh, yeah. can get it. Because, like I said, right now for me, there's no one I want to see take it right now. But yeah, mm. so he's doing fine as a champion. Yeah, yeah the longer the run he has as well, the more established of a champion. Yeah, and then we have happens. more time to find someone else and boost him up. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Just give it some time, I guess. Uh, other than that I mean Roman Roman is a different story because I want Roman to keep the title for a while and I want <laughs> I just want to just dominate everybody because his character just <laughs> is just that good right now <laughs> you know what I think I think after the podcast I'm gonna go and look him up honestly yeah. I'm so curious that you're saying how good he is I've got to see it yeah like it's the way he talks now too like it's just it just works. 
you know, it's interesting you said that. I, I, <laughs> you would think him having Heyman, he wouldn't be doing too much talking. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing. Like, Heyman, honestly, at this is kind of like not serving much purpose. It's a weird relationship. Like, he's he's there, but he's not okay. there. Like, he doesn't. The only time he talks is like when they do like some kind of like when they trying to interview Roman Reigns, but he's not available. So Paul Heyman would come and talk for him. But other than that, yeah. it's mostly Roman. <laughs> okay, that's really interesting. Yeah. I, I honestly was thinking it's just going to be. I, I love Paul Heyman. I think he's excellent on the mic. But I thought it was going to be very little to speak of from Roman. Yeah, it's like it's a weird relationship, and I think some people is kind of like theorizing that because of how I guess how he is with Paul Heyman like Brock is gonna come back to like I guess I guess bring him back cause like I don't know it's just weird <laughs> like cause you know how Brock always I'm super curious man. yeah but I mean I don't know if Brock coming back in this era I won't I won't say this era I guess at these times with no live crowd even yeah. though he did uh, Mania but that match felt weird because that's when they had nothing now at least they got those yeah. screens <laughs> well they literally felt like had a mania match in the empty arena that was weird <laughs> oh i remember the mania it, it, it yeah. was very strange having a mania with no audience. yeah it was it nothing was there jarring honestly uh, i don't even know what other matches have in that mania. I, I don't know if the edge and randy match was mania or another pay-per-view but i say their match was the only one that actually made sense and i think aj styles I match think it was mania. aj styles and uh undertaker match because this was like cinematic so it worked but yeah. whatever match that happened like legit in the ring yeah that was just weird <laughs> yeah I never got to see the AJ and Undertaker match, but I heard it's very, very good. I've heard yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's very interesting. Cinematically, it works apparently. Yeah, because it's like, uh, it just works. Like it's just a very like, like that's the time when things being scripted works. <laughs> it's like they have the freedom to like. Oh, boy, it reminded me. Do you remember the um, Money in the Bank after that? I still remember seeing that, and and they got that crazy cinematic yeah, sort of money that, in the bank match. But I hope this one. Yeah, and that. I think I AJ think AJ sees the picture of Taker, doesn't he? Yeah, and he freaks out. He absolutely <laughs> freaks out. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's hit and miss with the cinematic stuff, but I think I guess they kind of getting better it at is, it. I it guess. Uh, the last weird thing they did actually uh, Randy Owen and The Fiend had a Inferno match and at the end of it Randy right. Randy Owen lit um, The Fiend on fire but like, oh, yeah so it was like the way I guess it was shot you couldn't tell that they like swapped bodies so it seemed like he literally let him on fire <laughs> <laughs> he just saying they're burning. Gee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's dope when it can do. be done. Yeah, when it's done right, it does work. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, oof. we're talking for a while on this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, anything you like to speak on? Before we wrap it up, I guess. No, I'm good, bro. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, 
uh, I usually do this when it's mainly me, but I'll try to like have my guests do this. I know it's kind of, I guess, in the moment, but I try to do like a question of the day for the people like who's listening. So if you have a question you like to yeah. ask people, just for them to answer, what would it be? Oh, I still think of this a second. <laughs> <laughs> that is on the spot. I mean, I, I can't think of anything too in depth here, so I suppose I'll just go with a simple gaming question. Uh, so I'll say my question of the day would be if given the option right now to receive a PS5 or the new Xbox, which would it be? Uh, it's the next generation consoles. Interesting, interesting. Uh, well, before that, uh, do you have an answer with <laughs> yourself? Oh, I'd, I'd go PlayStation Five. You go PS Five. Interesting. Yeah, I've always gotten along. I, I, I've had the uh, Xboxes, but I've always personally preferred Playstations. I like the controller a bit better. I've always sort of had one since I was like a little boy with the PlayStation One. So it's, I guess it's a nostalgia thing as well. If I could, I'd get a PS Five. Feel you. But there you guys go. If you guys can decide between the Xbox, the new Xbox or the PS Five, which one would it be? Uh, any closing statements? Uh just thank you for having me on mate it's been an absolute pleasure yeah no problem man I, yeah, I've been wanting to have you on this for a while back when I was doing yeah I appreciate the, it, uh, the Q&A version of this <laughs> so yeah definitely glad we was able to do this yeah definitely bro yeah and with that being said I've been your host and this has been another episode of the Lasting Thoughts Podcast uh anyone who's listening to this on apple Podcasts, rate this five stars follow me on youtube this to relaxation uh twitch this is to relaxation i'm trying to stream more actually so yeah be on the lookout thanks again jake for coming anytime online all right thank you for having me bro no problem see you guys soon peace